Deftly, she peeled the glassy bubbles from her tiny feet and wriggled free of her crimson jacket and of her soft, furry leggings. The vanishing light in the west sparkled over her slim form. Like all flyers, she carried no surplus body tissue. Her breasts were mere bumps, her buttocks flat, her thighs so spindly that there was a span of inches between them when she stood. Could she have weighed more than a quintal? (laughs) I doubt it. Looking at her, I felt, as always, gross and earthbound, a thing of loathsome flesh. And yet I am not a heavy man. By the roadside she genuflected, knuckles to the ground, head bowed to knees, as she said whatever ritual it is that the flyers say. Her back was to me. Her delicate wings fluttered, filled with life, rose about her like a cloak whipped up by the breeze. I could not comprehend how such wings could possibly lift even so slight a form as Avluella's. They were not hawk wings, but butterfly wings, veined and transparent, marked here and there with blotches of pigment, ebony and turquoise and scarlet. A sturdy ligament joined them to the two flat pads of muscle beneath her sharp shoulder blades. But what she did not have was the massive breastbone of a flying creature— the bands of corded muscle needed for flight. Oh, I know that the flyers use more than muscle to get aloft, that there are mystical disciplines in their mystery. Even so, I, who was of the Watchers, remained skeptical of the more fantastic guilds. Avluella finished her words. She rose. She caught the breeze with her wings. She ascended several feet. There she remained— suspended between earth and sky while her wings beat frantically. It was not yet night, and Avluella's wings were merely night wings. By day she could not fly, for the terrible pressure of the solar wind would hurl her to the ground. Now, midway between dusk and dark, it was still not the best time for her to go up. I saw her thrust toward the east by the remnant of light in the sky— Her arms, as well as her wings, thrashed. Her small pointed face was grim with concentration. On her thin lips were the words of her guild. She doubled her body and shot it out, head going one way rump the other, and abruptly she hovered horizontally, looking groundward, her wings thrashing against the air. Up, Avluella, up. Up it was as by will alone she conquered the vestige of light that still glowed. With pleasure I surveyed her naked form against the darkness. I could see her clearly, for a watcher's eyes are keen. She was five times her own height in the air now, and her wings spread to their full expanse, so that the towers of Rome were in partial eclipse for me. She waved. I threw her a kiss and offered words of love. Watchers do not marry, nor do they engender children, but yet Avluella was as a daughter to me, and I took pride in her flight. We had traveled together a year now since we had first met in Egypt, and it was as though I had known her all my long life. From her I drew a renewal of strength. I do not know what it was she drew from me—security, knowledge— a continuity with the days before her birth. I hoped only that she loved me as I loved her. Now she was far aloft, 
She wheeled, soared, dived, pirouetted, danced. Her long black hair streamed from her scalp. Her body seemed only an incidental appendage to those two great wings which glistened and throbbed and gleamed in the night. Up she rose, glorying in her freedom from gravity, making me feel all the more leaden-footed. And like some slender rocket, she shot abruptly away in the direction of Rome. I saw the soles of her feet, the tips of her wings, then I saw her no more. I sighed. I thrust my hands into the pits of my arms to keep them warm. How is it that I felt a winter chill, while the girl of Luella could soar joyously bare through the sky? It was now the twelfth of the twenty hours, and time once again for me to do the watching. I went.